First real signs of weariness on Holyfield. First real signs. This is a very special downright sports as today's show the focus and emphasis will be on the hip hop hoops conference so buckle up stay tuned and it is showtime.
to Downright Sports with Notorious Sports Critic Brent Reed. Hey, what's going on everybody? What's going on? The Notorious One is back. In effect, uh, this is a very special Downright Sports. Uh, I'm your host Brent Reed, the Notorious Sports Critic. And uh, today, well, this show is going to be focused on the hip hop and hoops uh, conference. I was fortunate enough, blessed enough to be able to attend this past Saturday. Uh, let's get the all formalities out of the way. Um, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in to a, a very special episode of Downright Sports here on Dynasty Radio NY.com, uh, DJ Chase Radio. Uh, Trap Radar Radio and Fab 94.5 The Hits. You can also download episodes of Downright Sports on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and and, uh, Spotify, and anywhere all podcasts are downloaded. Um, And then follow me on all major uh, social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and etc. So, uh, this past uh, Saturday, May uh, 20, what was the date? Well, today is the 24th. <laughs> so May 21st, uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited by um, ATM slash uh, Promise. Uh, go to ATM uh, Bank Shots Instagram. Check him out. Uh, he's got, he's doing a lot of really really cool things in the community, uh, which we're going to touch on. But he's really driven. It seems like to get the community involved and uh, help everybody out. So yeah, go to his Instagram at ATM Bank Shot at Instagram, and we're going to talk about a lot of people's Instagram today. Uh, so this happened because. Uh, ATM was interviewed by DJ Chase and I had to, I basically heard the interview and started following him on Instagram and I saw that he was doing uh, some type of hip-hop conference and I reached out to him in November and was like hey you know I would like to interview I had no intentions on attending like I didn't think that was possible and then he reached out to me and basically was like are you interested in coming and it'd be cool to have you there you could set up and you know do whatever and that was pretty much all the direction i've ever got and it was kind of this whole experience has been amazing and awesome and from the moment i saw my face on the poster i was i was done like i was like oh my god like my face is on a poster and it's something unless i've created it myself I have not been fortunate enough to have somebody else reach out to me and put my face on a poster like that. Everyone is the once in a lifetime moment. You just sit back and you go, okay, yeah, like that, that's special. Like if it never happens again, this was special. And I'm definitely the type of person that believes in you got to appreciate the moment, live in the moment, uh, thrive in the moment just uh love it and like it for what it is and the whole time leading up to it it's been amazing it was amazing all right um 
big, big shout out to my fiance, Ali Lane, who was the official producer, director, photographer, assistant of Downright Sports. And I can't thank her enough for putting up with my crazy and my erraticness and uh, just under like it's the first time I think I've worked with somebody since working with Chase or working with um, my uh, good friend Tim Woodson, aka Uncle Buddha, and or even to uh, some degree even working with Mike Miff. But she definitely like understood what I was going for and just caught on. And I'm not saying that because I share a house with her, <laughs> but it was it was it like. So you know you hear, and I don't think like it could happen. But you hear certain situations like people who are in relationships, like ah, oh, yeah, they can't work. In this situation, it works so beautifully together, and we're both like you know overthinkers. We're both um, erratic. We're both uh, anxious, uh, not anxious, but we get you know we both get nervous, and we're both like reading the room like that's what we do and anytime we go somewhere we kind of have like the discussion like all right who's the person that gets to be the wallfly who has to be the the outgoer and i give her credit because she allowed me to kind of be the wallfly even though i'm the face of the show and she kind of was like all right let me go um mingle a little bit to some degree and then uh you know i thought the the awesome thing was she was recording and she like independently just went and recorded the artist like just took a video of that and I was like, oh that's pretty dope. Like <laughs> you know, you know, that's pretty dope. So um big, big appreciations to her and um I couldn't love her anymore. Like that was huge. You know what I'm saying? Like you you know, um a hundred and one ways to love a person and that was a hundred and two. Just keep adding it to the list. So uh the conference and uh, if you're listening, if you've heard the show in the past and you're like, you know, you don't sound like, uh, you know, with downright sports is you're not attacking anybody. Stay tuned to the last segment because I'm going to go in. But um, no, uh, the conference, it, what it what it really was, it, it was an opportunity for young athletes or people looking. If you if you had any interest in business in any form or fashion, you could learn and benefit from this conference. The Hoops and Hip Hop's name is pretty cool. And the, you know, it's a very good trigger. Oh, Hoops and Hip Hop. But if you showed up, and to make it kind of, for people to understand, hip hop and music, uh, hip hop and sports have always been tied together for, you know, for over 40 plus years. And a lot of that has to do with, and it's a cliche, but. A lot of rap stars wanted to be ballers, and a lot of ballers want to be rap stars. You don't have to. I mean, Master P got to play for the Toronto Raptors. I think Silk the Shocker was in their organ. Was at at least in the Hornets organization. Um, uh, Ron Artest, uh, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, Chris Webber, all have albums. All terrible. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal was the best of all of them, and you know, like Shaq literally was the best of all of them. But the the, the two worlds have always fit together, and I think at this event, which you got to see, because in attendance, you had athletes, you had young college athletes, you had some independent sport athletes. But what you got to witness was, what you got to witness was, people who work 
and you'll hear some of them in the interview, but people who work the financials of sports entertainment and how to balance your money, how to present your brand. That was a very big word, how to present your brand. They also talked a lot about the name, image, and likeness, um, uh, uh, which is going on currently right now. And the biggest conversation to that was how do athletes own their brand? Now, there were a few situations where they talked about how coaches may feel like they're losing their grip on the athlete. And I didn't get to speak on this. I didn't want to, you know, you, you, I thought, you know, when they had the panels, which I thought were excellent, I didn't know, I thought you got to ask questions. So I was prepared to do my, my, uh, my press conference. Like, uh, this is Brent Reed with Downright Sports. I have a question for you. Yes. Um, you said, I was prepared to do that. I was actually typing down questions. Ali was recording the, um, the, 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 she was recording the pan, some of the panel and a uh, quick plug, uh, tomorrow and all week and all month, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok will have the, um, or the, 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 the clips, the video clips of some of the conference. I didn't get a lot, all, I didn't get all of the panels, but you'll see some of them. You will hear some of them. So I think that's going to be pretty cool to put out there. Uh, but, um, they touched on, you know, players kind of owning things. And I think it's important in so many fashions that, you know, I was always a big proponent if the college sports were making, you know, so much money off of these players, why can't the players get a little piece of the change? And I think they really came up with a good idea where like a like player can get paid for their, you know, their image for who they are, where I kind of jumped in when my head was because I played, I played both. I played college sports. I coached high school sports. I coached AAU basketball and where I looked at it, where the dangerous comes in, the dangers kind of come in is you, the, the coach at a youth level, whether it's high school or college starts to lose a little power because what happens when you got a kid on the team with, that's a stud and a local whomever or somebody get you know it could be Gatorade, it could be American Airlines, it could be Bitcoin, it could be uh, Payless Shoes, it could be anyone. If they choose to play, pay that per individual a crazy amount of money, and that individual now is making more than coaches, is making more than players. You start to lose, you know, you, you're telling a 16-year-old, you're telling a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, hey, I need you to listen to me, even though I know you make more than me. He's going to be like, what the hell I need to listen to you for? So I think it's so important, and at the same time, that you know, I always felt, I think, like, with the, this, the, the, the fame, the money, and the branding, I think it's important that there's still, like, a respect factor, there's still, like, a falling kind of you know not falling into your place but you know you still want to listen to the people that are trying to make you get better some coaches do it for themselves but for the most part most coaches are trying to get their players and ultimately get their team better and you got to forgive a coach 
if a coach is not thinking of the best interest of an individual and is on the you know is thinking what's the best interest for a team because an owner, a coach, a GM, a principal, a dean, their job is to do the uh, athletic director, their job is to think about the betterment of the collective, not of an individual. The name image and likeness is designed to help an individual, which is perfect. You know what I'm saying? So you take a look at for many, many years and let's stop. You know what I mean? Let's not pretend that collegiate athletes and to some degree high school athletes haven't been receiving money for their skills. It's just now the playing field is a little level because where the top college, the top football player in the country, let's just say the top 100 football players of the country or the top 100 basketball players of the country were, you know, they weren't receiving some type of uh, incentive to play. Now, uh, a girl swimmer, uh, 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 a boy, uh, a male uh, uh, track and field star, uh, a, uh, a, a girl softball, whomever, everybody can now benefit from the, you know, the endorsements. That's pretty much what the heck they are. Um, I think you draw the line with a school just blatantly playing, paying the players. Because if the school is paying the players, then it's a professional team. It's no longer collegiate. It's professional. If the school's not paying the players, but the players are getting paid for endorsements, then that's fine, in my opinion. I don't think the school should pay the players. That's you're setting yourself up because Alabama has a Alabama realistically has the amount of money that a, a small market NBA team has. If you want to tell the truth, like the Alabama Crimson Tide, and it's a shorter period of time. You telling me I got to give fifty six players a hundred grand a piece for only three to four years? I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that easy. You know what I'm saying? So I think. Um, I think it's I think that was the, the biggest topic of conversation and you know focusing on branding yourself and I, that's that's very important. When I started downrate sports um, so many years ago, I think I sh- I didn't know you know the direction. The, the original idea of downrate sports was supposed to be more of an informative in my opinion, more of an informative show, a show that touched on history, a show that touched on the biggest topics and um it started to change a little bit as i started to find my voice more and more and it became more of you know it became a topic show a hot topics i hate that phrase but it became a hot topics it became a show where um i would just give my opinion which is what i didn't want to do so when i would halfway you know kind of study journalism you know true journalists trying to give their opinion but there are uh, opinion uh, journalists who do give their opinion um, I wanted to give more of the facts but in more recent years I've transitioned the show to where I tried to do a little bit of both I tried to do a little bit of facts I tried to do a little bit of opinion I tried to ask the right questions and that's what I try to do and I think <clears throat> this conference was huge and where I got to put myself out there I met a lot of incredible people a uh, big shout out to JQ or Jeanette Adams, who uh, has a uh, firm, which I think you all should visit. We're going to play her interview uh, momentarily. It is actually, she is a sports PR manager. 
uh, from a basketball player herself. Uh, you can go to her website, www.jqsportspr.com. Uh, go there, check it out. If you're a young athlete and you need help with uh, college or even if you're just trying to go to college, I think you can hire her services. Uh, big shout out to, uh, excuse me, Trivian Pratt. Uh, big shout out to him, wide receiver number six, excuse me, Hollywood. Pratt, uh, number six at North Carolina Central, uh, going to his senior year. So I'm going to be watching him closely. Uh, uh, Hannah Gaines, who uh, just graduated, was a tennis player at North Carolina Central. Also, Valley Victorian. Um, and uh, Josiah Taylor, Tyler, excuse me, Josiah Tyler, who uh, is going to go play Juco ball. Uh, Juco basketball. He's a basketball player. Uh, so I spoke with those uh uh, four individuals. I also got an opportunity to meet Miss uh, Good News, Miss with a Z, uh, radio personality out of Charlotte. Um, and then also, once again, uh, William Bailey, uh, Bra- Bailey. Am I saying it right? <laughs> William Bradley. Uh, check out his uh, performance uh, place. Uh, it's a performance center. Uh, the WB Sports Performance. Uh, it's down in Greensboro, North Carolina. You could go to his Instagram at uh, WB Sports Performance. Uh, check it out. You can train, get better. They have a state of the art football. It's not a full field, but it's a pretty nice field. They got a track and field. It's amazing. Um, I really appreciate him letting me come in there. And, uh, you know, those are the things that I think people always like to, you know, <clears throat> Try to figure out how do you get better in these situations. And um, this is how it's done, actually. So I think it's pretty cool. There were a lot of people there. I didn't get to meet them live. Some of the rappers were pretty cool. They were really, really cool. Uh, When I come back, I'll tell you about one of the rappers. I can't think of his name right now. Um, I'll tell you that story in the next segment. Uh, So this is Downright Sports, a very uh, special pop-up episode. Uh, Duh. New, brand new episodes of Downray Sports will be back uh, July 7th, uh, right here on DJ Chase Radio, Dynasty Radio, NY, Trap Radar Radio, and uh, Fab 94.5, The Hits, and on all major platforms for podcasting, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. So, uh, also, again, uh, check Downray Sports out at... On, excuse me, check down Ray Sports out on all major uh, social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube. You can check uh, me out on Twitter at BrentReed18. I'm not changing that. It's been my same Twitter handle for like 10, 15 years, 11 years. I've had Twitter for a long time. I've liked Twitter better than Facebook, to tell you the truth. Uh, in any case, uh, we'll be right back. We're going to throw in some music and then... We're in the next segment. Uh, there will be the we're going to just uh, the four interviews that uh, was you know pretty special to me. That is now uh, six interviews I've conducted in the history of this show. So I uh, will be right back with more uh, downright sports. The notorious sports critic, downright sports. Yeah. Making his first television appearance nationwide at this time. The brand new NWA World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. He defeated Dusty Rhodes this past Thursday night in Kansas City. My pleasure to introduce the new NWA Wrestling Champion, 
Rick Flair, congratulations. Thank you very much. You know, I'm a little embarrassed. I have to stand back there in the control room holding the most coveted trophy in all of professional wrestling. You know it. I know it. There's a wrestling fan in the world that doesn't know it. The biggest gold of them all. While you stand out here presenting Tommy Rich, a plaque and a trophy, you could get a cup of coffee for it on top. DJ Chase. Yeah. New York City. I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands, I'ma I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands, I'ma I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands, yeah, she gon' throw it back. She gon' she gon' throw it back. Numbers when you spread, she know how to count the way she work it out. Let me know she from the south. She done moved from Atlanta on up out of mama house. She be up in cabaret, throwing it back, getting paid. If you ain't throwing it, why you in here, nigga? Get up out the way. I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands, I'ma I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands, I'ma I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands, yeah, she gon' throw it back. She gon' she gon' throw it back. To the money, but you out here acting tough. Yeah, what? she gon' throw it back. Yeah, Damn. she gon' throw it back. Damn. Keep your money in your pocket, kid. If you ain't throwing racks, don't go throw it all at once. Cause she ain't giving nothing back. Uh -uh. Baby, doing what she's supposed to do. Adding to the stack. Yeah, I'ma make a dance. Yeah. When I throw them bands, I'ma I'm I'm make a dance. <laughs> when I throw them bands, I'ma I'm make a dance. DJ when Chris. I throw them bands, yeah, yeah. she gon' throw it back. New she gon' she gon' throw it back. Yeah, I'ma make a dance. everybody and uh, right now in this segment you're going to hear four different interviews by people I had to, the, the privilege of interviewing it was truly it was it was awesome it really was I, I couldn't ask for 
a better experience and i really appreciate all these people they are for i am forever grateful to all of them uh we now have the official quote-unquote pr and sports pr uh uh director person i don't know what the i guess pr <laughs> per, uh, 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 personal relations no public relations excuse me let's try this again we <laughs> we, um, we have the uh, forget it let's just scrap it so the first person we i interviewed was uh j uh, jq's uh excuse me uh jeanette adams of q uh jq sports pr uh, and I, you can check it. She'll tell you where you can check it or her stuff as we air the interview right now. So without any hesitation, here it is, the interview. All right, this is Brent Reed, and I'm here with, once again, JQ. Yes, sir. JQ, and uh, we're here at the Hoops and Hip Hop Summit. Uh, JQ just got finished being on the first panel, an excellent panel, by the way, for a few seconds. So I'm once again, let her reintroduce herself and what she does, and I just have two questions to ask her, and we're gonna go from there, all right? Check you, what do you do again? Yes, I am a sports PR consultant that work with athletes and sport brands with their branding and the marketing. Now, the one cool thing I heard up there is that you did hoop once before. Yes, I did, And yes. I'm gonna just take a shot in the dark. Were you a point guard or a center? I was a point guard, you know, I was handling the rock, I figured you know? that, I figured that. <laughs> I was delegating to put people in the right spots, right? <laughs> Making the move, but you also took your shot when the moment was exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. Now, you, you spoke on the, um, the name, image, and likeness thing for athletes, which I personally have always said, I don't see how colleges could just cash in mm -hmm. on so much and athletes don't get anything. The only concern I've always had is, who should someone, not the colleges, mm -hmm. but like these young kids that get so much money, should someone or should there be like a firm or are there firms that can help teach them manage their money? Because if you gave me at 18, $20,000, I'm blowing that in two mm -hmm. hours, just quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there are some college programs that have programs in-house that educate these athletes athletes with financial literacy but if they choose not to there are firms out there that will assist these athletes because i think it's so important like i said out there to build a team these young kids shouldn't be handling that large large amount of money by themselves so whether that's a financial advisor an agent a manager whoever you feel that you can trust with your money needs to be a part of that team because no matter how young they are they need to make sure they have the right people in place to handle that type of money. Absolutely. I, I think because you, you see it in anything, whether it's a child actor, hip hop, whatever, they get the money and it's gone or people take the money from them. Mm -hmm. Now, the last only other question I would have is going forward, because you can see the chaos of starting yes. coaches are bickering between Ooh, each other. Yes. Are we <laughs> could we see a situation because if you have someone like you mm -hmm. who probably started and mm -hmm. then someone like me who enjoyed riding the bench, could that create? Um, like uh, uh, issues on a team in the pros, it's understood. There's mm -hmm. LeBron, there's everybody else. Mm -hmm. But in college, it's all like we're supposed to be a team. Do you see an issue with that, or is that more of the coach's job to keep everybody in check? So let me say this: it was an issue before the NIL. This is true. You had players complain about not getting playing time, and you had players that was okay riding the bench. I think it's just an excuse uh, why the NIL why. Uh, athletes shouldn't benefit from the NIL but yes I do think the coaches need to step in so they can understand or explain to their players the importance of like this is your role 
you got to know your role, right? Mm-hmm. On a, being P-Y-P, on the team. Play your right. part. <laughs> play your part. Play your role. So if you're a starter, this is what comes with with you being a starter. If you're a bench warmer, that's your that you know that's that's what your role is. Be towel waivers right, too. Right to congratulate your team members. But again, I'm not coming from the 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 perspective of. NIL money, NIL money, NIL money. You might have a bench warmer that might be a hell of a um, artist, you know, that can sing, that can write, that can design clothes. So, you know, it's just not all about who's, you know, the star quarterback or the star point guard. It's just understanding the balance. That makes more sense because they, the, the idea, and not to put it out there, but we understand why they don't really want so many athletes to start getting paid because who it it mm-hmm. change so many things so they use money versus using knowledge why this is important mm-hmm. well, that's why we're here to yep. learn something today <laughs> well JQ thank you for thank being you. part of the show you are now officially uh, uh, part of Downray Sports Forever and I appreciate right, it thank and you we guys. will definitely put your Instagram out there when I edit this later okay. alright thank you you're welcome you have Bye. a good one alright so I really uh, thank you to her again and uh, that again that was pretty awesome I have to admit, it was uh, my third interview up until that moment. So, you can't beat that. Um, killing time is actually what I'm doing, guys. I'm trying to pull something up. All right. So, again, uh, check out her Instagram at JQ Sports PR. That is JQ Sports PR. And go to her, uh, her followers and subscribers are a lot bigger than mine. So, uh, the next person uh, that we had a chance to interview is uh, was a tennis player at um, North Carolina Central, uh, Hannah Gaines, and I will allow her to tell her story. All right, y'all are good. All right. Hey, this is Brent Reed, Don Ray Sports. We're back with another interview. And I'll say it just in case she forgets, Valid Victorian of North Carolina Central, uh, former tennis phenom, superstar. Uh, you, you can describe it how you are, but tell the world who you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Hannah Gaines. I'm from Kernersville, North Carolina. And I was the women's tennis captain for the 21-22 season. Um, I graduated with my degree in biology. I started playing tennis when I was seven, so it's been a 14-year journey, but it was a good one, so I'm happy to see it end the way it did. For uh, athletes such as yourself playing college sports and making, is it balance and especially getting your degree being valid for tournament, so that means your GPA was a lot better than my 2.5. Uh, talk about how important it is to balance schoolwork and trying to be a top, because being a college athlete is huge. Yeah. Now, you could say it just came to you naturally, or you could say, like, you sweated and you, like, every uh, final you crammed crazy. Oh, no, it was definitely blood, sweat, and tears. But the biggest thing that helped me do what I did was time management and also realizing without having good grades, I could not even play my sport. So you have to stay eligible, and it's like, why not be excellent at everything you do? I'm going to finish up on this because you said something, the time management. I think even as somebody who's 36, time management is huge. Could you speak on, like, just how to balance that? And did you have, like, charts? Are you a sticky note person? Or, like, how do you manage playing school and then having friends yeah okay so that's one thing when people think i'm valedictorian they think oh you must have not had a social life you must have been on the court you must have just been in the classroom and it's like no so one way i kept myself really organized um was having a planner and just knowing my weight schedule practice schedule and finding little breaks in between that to do my schoolwork and like one golden rule i had was to get all my homework done before i went out so i wasn't worried about it 
no stress, stress free. But all the stuff I needed to do was done before I had fun. Excellent. Was your plan of uh, like, did you have to have a pretty one? Because Allie always makes sure she buys one every year. It has to be pretty. Yes, it had to be cute. Okay. So I used it. My plan is I'll get that green <laughs> See, thing now. <laughs> if you get a cute one, then you'll want to use it. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again. Uh, your name one more time. Hannah Gaines. Hannah Gaines. Uh, uh, Valley Victorian, North Carolina. Uh, State University, uh, no, Central yes. University. Yeah, a lot of schools in North Carolina to yes. keep up with. All right, we'll be back with another interview. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you, Anna. That was pretty cool. Uh, think uh, So, Allie and me were on the way back, and she posed a question to me. She was like, why did you ask her about her planner? You won't ask guys about their planner. And I, the reason behind it was mainly because I think it was important that if you, no matter who you are in any form or fashion, you can play sports. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you, you know, you're a girl and, you know, you're a girly girl, but you're not insecure about playing sports because it still kind of has a weird stigma on it. And, you know, you just want to, you know, be yourself. Hey, you can play sports, dominate and be yourself. And I would say, oh, OK, I understand that. So I think that's pretty much what I was uh, going for not trying to like sing her all out or anything because like she's a girl but um, the the biggest takeaway I was taking away but I took away from our conversation was you know the balancing sports because it's I think for athletes it's important to hear like as well as your performance on the field your performance in the classroom matters just as much if not more and, you know, the fact she was able to finish top of her class while playing sports, you know, that's huge. And how basically balance, you know, you know, quarterbacking out her time to where everything fit in. So, you know, that's my two cents. Any case, next person up. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm not even going to say nothing. Here we go. All right, we're back. You know who I am. But we're going to tell you right now, top wide receiver at North Carolina Central. Uh, what was the no jersey number again? Number six. Number six. But he's number one to everybody else. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are. My name is Trey Pratt, number six at uh, North Carolina Central University. You already know Hollywood Pratt. That's what they call me. <laughs> B1K, chain, gleaming already. Y'all know what time it is. season going to be great this year. Talk about, real quick, uh, your preparation because a receiver is huge. Like, some people like to downplay and say you guys are divas and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you can't run the route, you can't get out there, you can't make the catch, no matter how good the quarterback is, correct? Yeah, that's right. And it's like, I'm going to be honest with y'all, like, everybody think every other position hard. Nah, receiver really hard because we got to catch, we got to run, we got to be able to get away from every defender. That means big, small, coming down at you, safety, everything. Sometimes you get double team, you don't know how to get through it, but You'll be able to do it if you really like that, like me, you feel me? <laughs> now, with the, the opportunity with the name, image, and likeness and stuff like that, how impactful could that be for you, somebody as yourself? Especially, you already got a, a, a name, you know what I'm saying? Oh, with the Hollywood and all that stuff like that, yeah. something you could transition and turn it into something, getting the knowledge and making something for yourself? Yeah, to be honest, the Hollywood situation, I'm going to tell y'all about that one. My coach was the one that really gave it to me, like, last year because he had walked up to me and was like, I'm going to just start calling you Hollywood. I asked him why, but he ain't really tell me. Then he told me one day he was like, he had a guy on his team that was, like, the best person on the team, so he called him Hollywood, and he stuck, it stuck to him. So I guess that's why my name stuck. 
But I, mean, I don't really be tripping about all that or really had a big head. I just go out there and play ball and call it a day. Have fun with it, right? Yeah. That's what sure. it's all about. All right, well, we're going to be looking for you, and you're officially the wide receiver of Downray Sports. Thanks, man. Yeah, it can't this guy star written on him. <laughs> you know, I hope it, I really, I don't, I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to watch closely, but I hope he gets some look. You know what I'm saying? I hope somebody is watching and is like, oh, that kid can ball out. And he made it all four years, and I think that's important. So I'm going to pay attention to him, and he is the official wide receiver of Downray Sports. So that I, I really have fun. All right, this last young man is about to start. Uh, college and um, I thought it was so awesome because he came up to me. I was actually getting ready to leave. Uh, funny enough story. Uh, we were we got there on time. We got there and you know I, I really thought it was awesome. I thought and I was like I'm a little tuckered out because I worked the night before and uh, this young man just walked up. I was packing up and he was like, hey. Um, I hear you do a podcast, and I was like, he was like, can I get an interview? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm nobody to turn down interviews, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really had fun uh, interviewing this young man, and uh, his name is Joshua Tyler, and he was amazing to talk to, uh, super, super polite, super nice, and yeah, I'm going to let you hear it right now. All right. The notorious one, Brent Reed, back at it again. And right now, we talked to a tennis player. We talked to an entrepreneur. We talked to a star football player. Now we're talking to a freshman basketball player, a point guard, if you will. Somebody you don't either set you up or going to take you off and take you to the basket. We're talking to Joshua right now. But Joshua, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where you get ready to go play. What's up, y'all? I'm Joshua Tyler. Um, I'll be a freshman at Lincoln Trail College in Robinson, Illinois. That's coming up here, uh, going there in August. So, now Joshua, you're going to get ready to go. You're transitioning from going out of high school, going into college ball. How important is it to continue playing a game? Obviously, you love and like to play. Uh, it's very important. I mean, basketball is everything to me. Uh, I've been playing since I can remember. Really, had a ball in my hand since I was a kid. So, it's real important. I'm just glad that uh, and blessed that I get to play at the next level. Which uh, player in the NBA, if you, because some not everybody's like this. Some people's like, look, I'm my inspiration. But what player do you watch today on TV or in co- or in the pros or in college that you would say mm, that's a guy I like to mirror my game after? Or that's somebody I see myself in. Um, I'd probably either say C.J. McCollum or Kyrie Irving. You know, they both smooth. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Well, Kyrie dribble a lot, but they both smooth. You know what I'm saying? They just get to their spots. They can score. You know, they just all around good basketball players. So I like to uh, try and model my game after them, be versatile, things like that. A lot of JUCO players, they start there, but they want to go to maybe a a, 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 full, a bigger school or something. Do you have ideas or plans of a bigger school you want to go to? Or, hey, I could bust up a JUCO and then just maybe take my game to uh, either overseas or even to the NBA? Yeah, um, I just want to keep developing, keep moving on to the next level. Um, so wherever wherever the game take me, um, I definitely want to play professionally. But you know, whatever my journey is, I'll embrace it and just keep going with it. That's I think that you summed it up. Like you didn't say like yeah, I, no. You were like, look, I'm gonna keep playing, see how long the game keeps taking me. While you're in school, because I think this is important. Uh, what majors are you are uh, taking right now? 
Uh, I want to uh, major in communications and broadcasting. Uh, I really anything sports, anything basketball. I, I'm interested in. So I just want to keep keep myself uh, invested in the game and keep going. That's what's up. That's what. That's how you do it. If you can't play anymore, like me, you talk about it all the time. That's what I do. All right, Joshua, tell. Thank you so much. Uh, we will be watching you and looking for you because now you're the point guard of Downright Sports. Cool. Thank Thanks, you. man. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. I didn't know we were going in for that or not. <laughs> All right, so uh, again, again, uh, big shout outs, big appreciations. Um, I can't thank you all enough. Josh Tyler, uh, Traron Pratt, Hannah Gaines, and uh, Jeanette Adams. You guys are all amazing. You can check them out. Uh, you can check Tyler <laughs> at his Instagram at Tyler uh, uh, Joshua, excuse me, uh, Josiah Tyler at Instagram. Oh, actually, let me. See if I get his actual RG. I think I have it here. You think I would have took notes? Uh, his Instagram is JT11. He would wear number 11. He would my jersey number. One of my favorite jersey numbers. And um, I don't have everybody else's Instagram, so just take me by my word. <laughs> okay. Uh, when we come back, we're going to tidy things up. Um, we're going to do something I didn't plan to do at all, and that is. Um, Talk some topics. I didn't want to do that, but I have to because some things on my chest, and I gotta kill five. I gotta kill ten minutes. So when we come back, downright sports. Savvy, Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're gonna be defending against the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania three, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, ninety thousand plus people watching right there, and this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George Animal Steel on the outside will be no. Factor, yeah. You say no factor, obviously. You know how uh. to do this, DJ Chase. What it do? Worldwide sound records. Mike Kawan. What the fuck time it is? Sky Vision Records, nigga. Mike Kawan. Yeah. I really come out of them project builders and them homicides and a lot of killings. Cops harasses almost every day and the bird bitches, they be in their feelings. Trap off the block, used to make a killing. Got them goons with me and you know they drilling. Better be strapped with your Mac cause them young niggas, they be popping off and they be spilling. Them diamonds I wear on my neck, on my wrist. 40 caliber extended a clip. Dirty nigga used to chill on the strip. Now the bitches fell in love with the drip. I know me some bloods and I hang with some crips. Talking that shit, get you punched in your lip. Ain't no pussy niggas up in the click. We just get the money double and flip. And I just hopped out of the bando. I'm diving head first in the game Fucking around with your baby mama She giving me head in the range Ducking and hitting and dipping corners Spinning in and out of them lanes Cause I cannot fuck with these fake niggas Cause we would never be the same And designer I wear it, these bitches be staring Ain't no way that you can never compare it I'm just trying to go and cop me a Billy Lamborghini or maybe McLaren Mall clear, match the 40 belows A nigga be fresh from my head to my toes And all these bitches wanna suck on the pole I never got time cause I'm chasing the dough Oh no I ain't talking about a shredder When the niggas say he all about the paper I got some bitches and they feelings Found out some pussy niggas, they was haters I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars I'm just trying to fuck the waitress I let her weigh how she shake it I really wanna get it naked I ain't talking about a shredder when a nigga say he all about the paper I got some bitches and they feelings found out some pussy niggas, they was haters I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars, I'm just trying to fuck the waitress I love the way how she shake it, I really wanna get her naked 
I ain't talking about a shredder when a nigga say he all about the paper I got some bitches in they feelings, found out some pussy niggas, they was haters I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars, I'm just trying to fuck the waitress I love the way how she shake it, I really wanna get it naked Let's wrap it up. So, once again, uh, thank you to ATM. Thank you to William Bradley uh, for allowing me to join you guys for this past, uh, excuse me, this past Saturday uh, hip, uh, hoops and hip hop conference. It was amazing, once in a lifetime opportunity. So, I really appreciate you guys. This was uh, this show was even, this show was always going to happen. Uh, this episode, I just didn't know when. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll touch on that in a second about um, when I'm coming back and just I just want some time off. But um, I know that, and I can't. I, 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 you know, so I told uh, Allie this the other day. I was like, yeah, I'm picking a heck of a time to take some time off. But one reason what made me just go, I'm gonna walk away because the NBA playoffs has been boring. I'm gonna call it like I see. You, you're getting animated. You're getting the notorious one right now. It's showtime. All right. The playoffs have been boring. It's either been a blowout or like the best series was Boston and uh, Milwaukee. And that was eh, okay. Like, because eh. I think Milwaukee wins that if they have Middleton. They didn't have Middleton and they went seven. Right now, the Milwaukee Miami series, which I thought was going to be better, it's boring. I'm, I currently got on right now game four. Golden State, Dallas. Dallas is giving everything they have because Golden State tends to take games off. You know, they're like MOP. Take games off. Take chains off. Like, that's their, that's their, that's their MO. But the NHL playoffs has been better. I, for some reason, thought the Rangers won uh, the first two games of the second round. That's on me. I, I thought the Rangers had won. Um... But they're winning currently tonight in game three in the garden. Let's go, Rangers. So I'm hoping you know, the Rangers can knock this one out uh, and make it happen and make it a series and go to the Stanley the Stanley Cup. And I'll be all over that. But um, and then the play, baseball season is just kind of get going. So I don't feel like I need to just dive into that yet. But on the what? Is happening so Dabo Sweeney, former head coach of Florida State, now the head coach of Texas AM, and his he used to be an assistant coach to Nick Saban. And there was a lot of rumors that Dabo would replace Nick at Alabama. And Nick is like, You're gonna have to pry the school away from me from my cold dead hands. If you the, the conversation came, so Dabo and Texas AM, I think, have the number one recruiting class coming in. And when asked about it, Nick Saban says something to some degree like, if you pay for players, that's what happens. Well, he ain't wrong. But the, <laughs> the jealousy from Nick's like, bruh, you can't eat every year. Like, you got seven championships. It's okay. Like, it's not. Like, first of all, I think it's disgusting to begin with that 
you know, Texas A&M, Alabama, like the SEC is college football. Every year, the top 25 comes out. The top four, the top 10 teams are from the SEC. And don't give me that the SEC, it's so tough. It's so competitive. It, to some degree, sometimes it does. But let's, the, four, the three teams that are actually good in the SEC, let's not pretend like the others are some world beaters, okay? Like, They've been riding the coattails of Alabama for so long that it, you know they you know because if you Alabama, Georgia, LSU, that's the last three champions to come out of the to come out of the championship. Okay, so we give it to them. Woo hoo! But the fact these guys is like kind of sort of bickering about who paid for players. Let's not pretend like when the name, image, and likeness thing came all, came in effect all of a sudden that now it was like, ooh, now we could do it. No, it was like now we could do it in the light. These schools have been buying players for years, okay? Just, they've been buying them under the table. They've been buying them with cars. They've been paying it through back channels. Hey, I'm going to give your, your, your fifth cousin on your mom and daddy's side, uh, uh, um, um, Elijah, I'm going to give him couple stacks if you happen to come to this school Elijah may get a check in the mail or cash because you can't trace cash or can you but the you know the point is like you know the you know it, what he sounded like was and I, I don't begrudge Nick Saban for being mad because he's like yo if he is doing it the right way he's like yo y'all just mad you ain't been able to beat me and now you gotta you know you gotta kind of you gotta you gotta do something different it's legal you know what I'm saying? So Nick shouldn't be that mad. But you can't win all the time, Nick. You can't win all the time. You can't take them all. You can't have them all. But I think um, it it shines a bigger light, the name, image, and likeness scenario. And I touched on it in the first segment. But what it really, what it really to me, what it really breaks down to is young men, predominantly black men, are getting paid and now they control their narrative and some of these coaches are not going to know what to do because you can't just be like well boy you should come to my school and I'll make sure you get a little shuckles here because here's what always happens and this is why I like the name image and likeness for one reason here's what always happens these young men go on to these these monster schools and do and have done underhand tactics to get there they give it they all break their bones break their body take drugs everything and they get a little bit of money and then when it's when all the the praise and the notoriety has gone away then they have to pay the they have their record stricken they have their championship stricken while the coach continues coaching or moves on or whatever you get what I'm saying? Now it's back in their hands, and these guys can't handle it. <laughs> and that's the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? The other situation in sports that happened uh, not that long ago was Tim Anderson, uh, shortstop of the Washington, cheese uh, bro, the shortstop of the Chicago White Sox. Um, he, he got upset because Josh Donaldson, third baseman of the New York Yankees. Called him Jackie. Now I'm not. I don't have that much time, but let me just give it to you like this. A few years ago, Josh, uh, Tim Anderson said uh, in the Sports Illustrated interview, "I'm the new Jackie Robinson." In so many words, I want to bring fun back to baseball. Not sure how you tie Jackie Robinson and bringing fun to baseball because 
Jackie broke the color barrier and while playing was just a nightmare <laughs> for him. So I don't know how much fun Jackie was having, but you know, um, not being able to go to the same restrooms and hotels as his players sounded like a ball to me. But according to Josh Donaldson, he said the two of them had, you know, in years past, joked about it. It sounded like Tim Anderson, it, when Josh Donaldson called him, hey, you know, said, hey, Jackie, it sounded like that took things, you know, he was, it was tempted. I think the deeper issue is Tim Anderson might be something going on. I don't think Josh, I don't know Josh Donaldson. I'm a little swayed in the sense that he's a Yankee. I will say this. I know with not all, but some, let's just call, let's not play around. Some white people, if they feel comfortable and you've made them feel comfortable, they, they will extend whatever they think is funny to you. And that's, that, that's fine. Um, I think if in years past, you've kind of like, there's a couple different ways. If you've kind of like shined and glossed over it, all right, you know what I'm saying? So people feel like they can do this with you. If, you know, you kind of have what's called that nervous laugh, you don't know what to do, so you just laugh kind of nervously, that's different. And I personally, with my friends, white or black, I joke about everything. Let me be very clear. The stuff I talk about, off of this show that I talk about with people I'll never talk about on this show that I think is the funniest thing on the planet because I find it funny at times still to this day we view each other in the case of a crayon box when we should view each other based on the merit of what the person brings to the table you know what that person's character is and I don't think a person's character could be judged by a color if that makes sense. Um, I've met racists that are black. I've met racists that are Hispanic. I've met racists that are of all shapes and sizes. I myself have been the victim of racism from everyone. <laughs> it's not predominantly a white thing. It's everyone. But um, the Josh Donaldson did get suspended for a game, which I think is—I don't—I think baseball had to do something, but I don't think that's the—I don't think that's what baseball should have done. I think the conversation should have been a summit. This was baseball's opportunity to show to the black community, show to the white community, we are united together. We are not divided. In the spirit of Jackie Robinson, they should have had the two men sit down. They should have had a press conference. They should have spoke to it. Josh Donaldson did apologize. It should have been Tim Anderson receiving it. Instead, it was a day, all day Sunday, of the uh, White Sox and players throwing allegations and titles onto a person. When you deem a person racist, that's it. That's like deeming a person a rapist. Like, some things don't come back. And in ESPN's case, me and uh, me and Ali was sitting on the couch, and I was trying to watch the Yankees and the White Sox game. And I had to watch the game with no sound on. For four innings, all they talked about was that. And I said to her, I said, if this was the NFL, they would not have allowed this. The NFL would not... The NFL, Bob Costas talked about um, the Washington football team changing its name and Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, and he was not allowed to call NFL games again. Was that right? No. But baseball has continuously done a terrible job in painting its narrative to its fans. And the narrative to its fans since steroids, since cocaine in the 80s, has been we're just a league of issues and problems. We're not a league of fun. We're not a league of growth. We're not a league of inclusion. We're not a league that has women standing on third base. If this was the NFL, 
And hold on. There was a new female offensive coordinator. There will be segments about her. Baseball literally has a woman managing a team, and I see nothing about it. The Yankees broadcasted the first game. ESPN's done nothing. Like, she should be plastered everywhere because that's a big moment. And they let these moments pass by. The only moments they allow is the chaotic ones. Let me tell you, all controversy does not produce money. People do not want to sit and watch a baseball game for two to three hours and just listen to problems. It's not what we want. You got, you got me at 4%. Imagine me at 5 I was almost there. I was on, don't touch my drum set. All right, Downright Sports will be back July seventh. Uh, the reason why I'm taking a couple months off because I want to recoup, I want to retool, I got some new ideas I want to put into place, and I'm really going to try them. Uh, there's also a new podcast I'm releasing later in July. Uh, the BRS Noir. I've already released uh, a like kind of a trial and run episode. So I'm a re It's only going to be on Spotify from what I understand. From the way I'm gathering my information. So right now, go to Spotify and uh, listen, download and listen to the BRS Noir. The episode, the episode that's up now is actually. I have to do a backstory. <laughs> I think I did, but it's uh, the Crimson Killer uh, starring myself. Uh, Mike Miff and uh, Uncle Buddha, who I don't think has any lines. He just grunts in the whole thing. <laughs> I really think that's all it is. So uh, t- check that out. New episodes are coming this way. I'm trying to, I'm still putting it together how I want it done. I know I'm going over my time. But uh, thank you all. It's been an awesome, awesome, awesome year. Uh, we kicked this thing off. Uh, Chase hit me up there. He was like, yo, you've been doing this for six years. I'm like, I can't believe it. Um, uh, keep listening on. DJ Chase Radio weekdays at 10 to 11. Uh, listen on DynastyRadioNY.com. Thursdays at 8 o'clock. Listen on Fab 94.5 at 8 a.m. I mean, excuse me, yeah, 8 a.m. Uh, listen on Trap Radar Radio um, at 3 p.m. You can download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else major podcasts are downloaded. Uh, go to our social media uh, Downray Sports on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, hit me up at Twitter at Brent Reed 18. Uh, uh, YouTube, subscribe and like on YouTube at Downray Sports. And we will be back better than ever. All more content, energy like you've never seen before. For some reason, I sound really good in the microphone tonight and I like it and I'm, I feel smooth. Yeah. I feel smooth. Yeah. I feel smooth. You know what? Mike, take me out of here. Let's do that. Uh, hold on. Let me, hold on. The goal playing right. Mike Miff, sue me. All hell King Busy. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to give myself some extra time. You're going to have to play me on these radio stations a little longer. It's all good. Listen, listen. It's crazy out there, okay? Um, we need to understand that change needs to happen. Enough's enough, okay? I'm not talking about anything radical but uh, you know texas today again you know kids we're talking about little kids it doesn't matter young old whatever make this very clear to you okay if you are so adamant on one topic then you need to fight all because all life matters from beginning to end don't ride around with stickers on the back of your car saying all lives matter blue lives matter black lives matter no literally Every life matters from beginning to end, whether you, and you get to choose what that life is. 
All right. So if you think that's the case, then you need to control some of the stuff that's going on because you can't you can't cry and scream for uh, women not to be able to choose what they want to do. But at the same time, it's okay to just walk into a school and shoot it up or walk into anywhere and just shoot it up. There's no reason for it. So you're basically being hypocrites and you're only screaming for one thing because you're not smart enough to educate yourself on the other. I'm sorry. That's what it is. All right, you, you just listen to what the law says. Don't listen to what your feelings say. And the feelings say women should have the right to choose. And we should, I'm not, you don't have to take away your guns. But if I can't just hand over the car keys to somebody without signing pieces of paper, I don't think, you know, some of the weapons we have out here should just be given to everybody. Like there should be some kind of regulations because obviously they're getting in the hands of people who can't handle it. We wouldn't let. Terrorists get weapons of mass destruction. We shouldn't let common people walking the street just get weapons of mass destruction without some type of check. All right. I said it. If you don't listen to me again, you weren't. I don't want you to listen anyway because you're not smart enough to comprehend what I'm talking about. So uh, I want everybody to love and respect each other. Uh, Join me back in July days after the 4th of July where we celebrate this country and that's what it's supposed to be about and we should and uh, God bless everybody and uh, you don't see me do it unless you watch the show but I always do the sign language uh, love you too and that's where we at deuces everyone yeah man you're now locked into downright sports the podcast this is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records shout out to Brent Reed I want y'all to tune in like comment and subscribe subscribe on all podcast platforms you know what it is Gia! Big money, fast cars, and we coasting. Let's jerk move, who we roasting? It's cold outside, let's make some heat. More hoes in here is what we need. The dark skin mommy with the bright eyes. Shaking those legs like some chicken thighs. Slice chance of rain and some sunny sky. The white hoes in here bring apple pies. Ass so big, look like a horse. Recent past you, yeah, cherry red Porsche. You dig, little mama. Work that jelly. I like it when you show. Show that belly. Get low. And twerk that thing, work them hips and make it swing. Big little mama, work that jelly. I like the way you show, show that belly, get low. And twerk that thing, work them hips and make it swing. Now get up, do a dance for me. Let's get high, have ecstasy. This party is lit, way too turn. Class, no school, no time to learn. Have fun and vibe out, make sense. Let's ride out, hit the dance on TikTok. Make money, no time to watch. We party, shake it fast, work jelly. Yeah, make it last, get it. 
No time for class work yet. Yeah. Just shake it fast. It's time for a new position. Look high. All in the kitchen, more money. It is the mission. See me. It's not the vision. Yeah. Hey, big little mama, work that jelly. I like it when you show. Show that belly. Get low and twerk that thing. Work them hips and make it swing. Hey, big little mama, work that jelly. I like it when you show. Show that belly. Get low and twerk that thing. Work them hips and make it swing. Yeah. Just having some fun. 2022. Yeah. Worldwide Sounds Records, The Mailman, DJ Chase, yeah, find out.